Welcome to the Grown Woman Life Podcast. I'm Rocky Howard, your Chief Empowerment Officer. My mission is to highlight, engage, support, and educate bold, brilliant, badass, professional women over 40. If you are a grown woman, you have absolutely found your tribe. You have tuned into one of our play episodes. During the Grown Woman Life play episodes, our guests shared the experiences, lessons, and practices that they have harnessed, allowing us to take a peek into their personal playbooks. To get the full Grown Woman Life experience, be sure to tune into the accompanying Grown Woman Life Power episode, where that same guest shares aspects from their personal lives that fuel their power. I really do hope you enjoy. Sally Martin is the Global Head of Talent Acquisition at Resource Solutions. Sally is a tenacious, trusted, and passionate leader who combines her education in communication, advertising, marketing, and media with her expert knowledge of recruitment and her curiosity for technology to create best-in-breed recruiting strategies for global organizations. She manages to do all of this while creating opportunities for women to thrive and be promoted. Hey, Grown Women, this is the second episode with the always effervescent and passionate Sally Martin. If you want to learn more about Sally's family, career, experience, along with some great nuggets of wisdom, please go listen to Sally's power episode. In this episode, you won't want to miss soulful power plays from Sally, including, you know, you have to embrace what makes you unique, um, but at the same time, you know, tailor it sometimes for your audiences. And remembering it, it, it's okay to fail as long as you learn. I just kind of need to focus on my yoke. I think there is a, a tougher lesson I've learned and that's really been managing my inner voice. I just don't think you sweat the small stuff. It's really important to find um, friends and partners that have kind of similar values as well. Probably the biggest thing I think is, is don't compare your success to others. How do you define success? Well, I I have to say enjoying my job has been a a really big element of how I define my success. You know, developing my team, delivering on like tactical and strategic projects, delivering kind of longer term solutions. Um, And I really kind of thrive on feedback and acknowledgement. I'm, um, I tend to be, I like to be needed. Um, and sometimes I can get a little bit caught in the activity track of that. So I kind of remain a lifelong learner in evolving this and defining what success is. Um, and probably the biggest thing I think is is don't compare your success to others. You I know? love that. Yeah. So that's probably a big, uh, that's how I define it. It's just in, enjoying my job, enjoying my life. Yeah. But you just said something. I think you said two key things that I want our listeners to hear, which is one enjoy, right? Like it's about enjoying your job and enjoying your life, but it's also that piece about not defining success by somebody else's terms, right? That's so important. I think we can get caught up in that sometime. Exactly. I'm all about joy in life. That's uh, my personal life, my work life. You know, I like to, I like to enjoy myself. I love that. So tell me about this. Like, how would you describe your personal values? 
My personal values, well, I'm super big into values, but it was only really in 2019 that I actually discovered how important values were when I was doing an exercise with my really amazing coach. Uh, I had no idea how much they impacted my behavior uh, and that a value also has a bit of a dark side um, and a light side. So, for example, I would define one of my, my values as loyalty. And the light side of that value is that I can be absolutely relied on to get the job done and deliver on a goal, a project. You know, that is absolutely something you can you can guarantee. But the dark side is that I can really work myself into the ground doing that. So that's kind of been, I'm hugely into values now, and I think it it kind of transcends kind of work. It's it, I think it's really important to find um, friends and partners that have kind of similar values as well. Uh, so I would probably define mine as loyalty, uh, generosity, happiness, enthusiasm, and respect. That's pretty awesome. And you know what? As someone who gets to interact with you, what's really cool is I've seen all of those things and I see you demonstrate them and I see you walking in accordance with those values. And I know for me, it's always feels really good when someone can look at me and go, yeah, I recognize those in you. As you say that that's what you value, I can absolutely see it in the way you go through life. Well, that's good to know that it's kind of resonating with people and uh, people can see that. But I've literally talked about values uh, in my personal and work life an enormous amount since I had this kind of breakthrough moment with my work coach. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we've talked about like who you are. We've talked about your personal brand. I mean, we've talked about your personal values. We talked about how you define success. Yeah. So if you would use three words to describe your personal brand, talk to me a little bit about personal brand. How would you describe yourself? Uh, authentic. Uh, action orientated and good at developing people. I would say they're probably three words to describe my I love brand. That. I love that. Tell us what what's the t- toughest lesson you've learned in your career that our uh, audience could have the opportunity to benefit from? I think there is a, a tougher lesson I've learned, and that's really been managing my inner voice. Um, mm. I remember speaking to one of my managers once, who is a guy, and I said to him, oh, my inner voice. And he said, what's your inner voice? And I was like, what, don't you have one? And he was stunned that I had this little voice that, uh, uh, you know, used to kind of challenge me. And, uh, you know, I've tried to now kind of look at the inner voice as a much more positive experience, but I can sometimes get kind of stuck on a bit of a negative groove and mm-hmm. um, it can hold me back and it can really knock my confidence. Um, so, you know, that kind of inner critic is, uh, has been something that I've really tried to kind of work at and overcome. And I've done a lot of different things to try and manage that and that might be kind of really preparing uh, for meetings um, uh, you know, I also kind of was given advice one time to kind of uh, make it kind of look like a cartoon character in my mind and give it kind I of a, that. I give it kind of a, a bit of a name. So, you know, I called it Griselda and I used to kind of, <laughs> I love that, like swatting it away, you know, swat Griselda away when she's kind of, you know, not saying such positive things in my head. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of was probably uh, my toughest lesson is is really trying to kind of harness my inner voice for good. 
Yeah. So I will tell you, I've, I've had that same challenge. And for a very long time, I used to wear a uh, charm on a bracelet um, that I thought personified my inner voice. And so I could see her and I could tackle her. Like if she was, you know, if she and I were having a battle, I could literally be like, stop. Right. So I understand and I can relate to that. But I think sometimes it's acknowledging that you don't just have to take your inner voice at face value. I think that's, that's the biggest nugget in what you just said. Don't be afraid to challenge your inner voice. Exactly. And I love that idea of uh, a charm on your bracelet as well. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. Way more attractive than my cartoon character, Griselda. <laughs> it was also a good excuse to buy some jewelry. And I do believe grown women should indulge themselves, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell me this, what impact, and it may go, it, it may go back to what you just said about inner voice, or you may have something different to share, but what impact do you think your maturity level has had on your career? I definitely think it's around self-awareness. Um, mm. um, I was told uh, probably about 17 years ago now by a manager that I could be a bit of a temperature gauge for a team. And, mm. uh, and you know, it was a bit of a brutal truth at the time. I had no idea kind of the impact maybe my energy could have on others. And uh, I really kind of reflected on my behavior. Um, you know, I was sometimes a bit of a machine at work. You know, people would literally call me the machine. I was able to get through so much. But, you know, I, I, I wasn't really kind of perhaps sharing kind of the energy. I was perhaps kind of sucking it out of the room. And that was kind of something I really had to, to recognize. And I became much more kind of aware of my impact on others, how I can positively affect them. Uh, I was really aware of how I communicated and interact. And, and this is still kind of a lesson for me. I'm still learning, you know, daily, um, you know, just to be a little bit more self-aware about how I can impact others. Um, and if, as long as I'm centered, I find that I can really have a positive impact around others around me. So I do things like kind of meditation on a, on an app called Headspace it keeps me centered. I, I can then really use that in the office and I can remain authentic. Um, and I can embrace who I am, but I can, keep having a, a much more kind of positive uh, energy and experience on others. So again, you just keep throwing nuggets at us. And I think, you know, bravo, because I think self-awareness is one of the most difficult skills to master because it's not easy and it takes work and it's not something you can check the box off and move on, right? It's a constant calibration of your behavior and it requires honesty with yourself. Um, but what you just said I thought was pretty cool is that you could stay true and authentic to yourself while still recognizing this particular behavior and calibrating it so that everybody has a great experience together, right? You don't have to give up yourself to work on something that's one of your challenges. It's not exactly. an either or. Exactly. You know, you have to embrace what makes you unique, um, but at the same time, you know, tailor it sometimes for your audiences. Absolutely. So here's the big question that I ask every guest that comes on that I'm always curious about what they feel the answer is. Is work-life balance a myth or a reality? I'm 
not great at work-life balance, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it, for me, it's a bit of a myth, but it's a myth, mythical creature that I'm constantly on the hunt for. Uh, and I really intend to try and make some positive changes around it this year. Uh, it's kind of one of my goals for 2020. And, but I, I do think it can be a reality, but I think people have to be incredibly disciplined around it. All right, soul sister. Now you've told me that I'm going to check in with you on that, right? <laughs> okay, exactly. <laughs> I'll hold you. Cool. Back, yeah. I will. I will. I will. I absolutely. You notice I'm not signing up for that, right? But I'm. I'll, 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 I'll hold you accountable to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where I am in like a month. <laughs> right. Right. Tell me, what is the thing that you like most about yourself? I'm always my authentic self. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like I like that about you, too. Um, what is your favorite way? Because obviously with doing all of those things that are important to you, you need to recharge your batteries. So what's your favorite way to either like pamper yourself or recharge your batteries? I love a beach holiday. I really am into massages and I love cooking and spending time with friends. So that's pretty much how I recharge. Very cool. I, I'm a strong believer in the power of perspective, right? And so I think w when you can see things from a different place, it, it gives you a bit of perspective, right? So um, now that we're past that 40 mark, we can, we can see it. And what do you think might be a bigger benefit to being a grown woman? Like what, what's the benefit? I just don't think you sweat the small stuff. Like that's probably the biggest thing. I just think you just you have perspective, you have a little bit more self-awareness. Uh, and, you know, I used to remember going home, you know, at nighttime and I would kind of really ruminate on something, really think about it, waste time about it. So for me, that's been it. I, I now, it kind of rolls off the back of me a lot easier. Awesome. What, and, and this will be interesting, especially coming from a perspective of what you do for a living. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that women over 40 face? Well, for me, I think that just generally speaking, there's not enough women in power with seats at the table. For me, that's a really important thing. And so I think it's kind of patriarchy and politics, you know, um, where um, you know, they decide on what a woman can do with her body. For me, that is, you know, um, a real challenge about being kind of a grown woman. And that's kind of one of the challenges that I think we're all facing at the moment. And uh, for me, that's not only just in, in my organisation, but just in all organisations, um, in politics, um, in a board level. You know, I, I'm a big believer um, that there should be more women at the table. And the other point I mentioned was, you know, for me, something that really concerns me is kind of patriarchy and politics and that, you know, uh, you know, that there's not kind of necessarily women deciding about what women can do with their own bodies. Mm, mm, I love that. If, if you had one piece of advice that you would share um, for women and, and being grown and kind of walking in themselves at this stage in their life, what would, what would it be? For me, it's personal development. You know, I think it's incredibly important in any stage of your life and career. And that might be building yourself a network to help you grow as a person. So, 
be it a career coach, a life coach, mentors, a therapist, uh, you know, or friends that encourage you, listen to you and are your rocks. Uh, for me, that is really critical. And I love this kind of analogy that I took uh, from actually my work coach, um, uh, which was I like to think of, of kind of life as a bit of a cracked egg in a, in a frying pan. So you have the yolk, which is kind of your circle of kind of control or influence, so all the things in life which you can exert some degree of control or choice or influence on. Um, and then the white is kind of your area of concern, but they're things that are beyond our control. So mm. I think I think that really helps me. So I like to think that uh, I just kind of need to focus on my yolk. I like that. I like that a lot. I feel like the next time I get frustrated that I can't make a change, I'm going to go in my kitchen and crack open an egg so I can see that, right? Exactly. Because it's, it's a powerful visual. It really, really is. I, I re Okay, ladies, take it away. Think about just focusing on your yolk, right? Yeah. Really good stuff. Talk to me about, you know, one of the key principles in my mind of grown women life is that grown women have the right to lead with passion and and we have a responsibility that you know we we our purpose is defined by passion and we live a life where our time and our actions are directly related to the things for which we are most passionate about right so I, i'd love for you to tell me because you are one of the most passionate people i know why do you think passion is important i think it gives you a daily purpose uh, it feeds your energy it's kind of kinetic, you know, you, it directly impacts others. Um, it means kind of loving what you do. It's, it's being kind of charged up about things, you know, be it the main aspects of your, your life, your, uh, your home life, uh, your work. Uh, and I think kind of working in a great team um, where others kind of share your passion really is a key factor in, in kind of transforming and, and making a very successful team as well. That's awesome. Tell me this, because you obviously have this passion about female leaders, and I know that. How do you think in speaking to female leaders that maybe, or females at all, that passion can really help women be bolder and demonstrate their inner badass? Because I believe we all have inner badass, but I don't believe we're always willing to demonstrate it to the outside world. So how can passion maybe fuel that ability to kind of demonstrate your inner badass? Well, for me, uh, passion in a way um, counteracts the the Griselda on my shoulder, my inner voice, um, mm. because what it does is it it kind of helps me swat Griselda down, and it helps me kind of project kind of ideas, um, energy, uh, you know, drive, you know, creativity, and uh, I think that it it's probably the 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 key the key point that has helped me turn my uh, Griselda, who's the not very nice inner voice, into a much more positive one. So let your passion be that weapon that you use when, you're, when your Griselda or your inner critic is out of control, right? Exactly, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. If women only did that. And if that's the only thing that they heard as they're listening, you know, I, I think that that would so, so propel us 
on that way to living an impactful and joyful life. You know, listen to it, be constructive, but but let passion balance out your 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 negativity. Exactly. And use the word kind of propel, you know, like that's what passion does. It propels you. It, you know, it propels you to kind of say that in a meeting when you kind of maybe say something that you're not so confident in, but you put your hand up and say, actually, I've got an idea here. Um, and that's kind of what I like. Passion, it, it creates momentum. You know what? One thing that you said that so resonated with me um, was you were talking about if you don't have a passion, make your passion about supporting other women. Um, that is one of your passions as a whole. And before we wrap up, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you for being part of the circle of women who supports me, um, whether it's in, so full disclosure audience, Sally and I work together and like this kind of dynamic goes on all the time. We butt heads because we're both strong personalities, but I think that that's good to call out because we have genuine love and respect for each other and we challenge each other to be better. And, you know, I appreciate you being part of that circle for me, my circle of trust, my circle of friendship, my circle of support. Um, and I certainly appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Thank you, my love. I really do appreciate you. Thank um, you. And I mean, uh, honestly, an incredibly inspirational person to work with. And I, I take something away from every conversation I have with you. Oh, I love that. Well, what I want to do before we close out is I want you to tell our audience, do you feel like there's a way that we can support your endeavors? How can this audience support your endeavors? Well, for me personally, I want you to work to getting more women into powerful positions uh, with seats at the table. So leadership roles. For me, that's what you can be doing. Um, and also think about when you are voting, um, you know, think about um, patriarchal politics and how it may be affecting, you know, your children's children and, and young women that will be in your family in the future. Amen. So how can the audience connect with you on social media, Sally? Probably LinkedIn is the best way to catch me, actually. Um, so find me on LinkedIn. Please do connect. We'll make sure that your LinkedIn um, profile is connected to the show notes. Is there any other advice that you would give to women on leveraging passion to become their, their best version of self? Um, I would probably say again, just that, that managing your inner voice, that's probably the biggest one because I think that, um, and, and be authentic, managing that inner voice and being authentic, you know, and remembering it, it, it's okay to fail as long as you learn. Absolutely. I think we're so afraid of failure that it that our fear of failure sometimes prohibits our ability to be successful because we don't learn the lessons that we need to learn because we we're too scared to fail. Exactly. Definitely. Cool. Thank you so much for joining the grown woman podcast and guys, I know you've learned a ton from this passionate woman and thank you. Thank you so much for joining the grown woman life podcast make sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. The links are below in the show notes. I'm Rocky Howard, and I sincerely appreciate the gift of your time. Go live boldly, show your brilliance, and be a badass.